DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that ass up. The Breakfast Club is on. I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, The Breakfast Club is where people get the information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. That's right. Sitting here trying to remember a new password, man. I don't know why we do it to ourselves. Why can't we just have one password for every single thing that we sign in? They tell you not to. They tell you that's the stupidest thing to do. But so we have to. We try to have all these different passwords for different things. I literally just couldn't get into my computer yesterday, changed my password. Now I can't even remember. Now you can't. They have an actual app where it can store your passwords. It's like a safekeeping forum. Yeah, I saw that. I I don't don't like stuff like that. You always know your password. Yeah, but I I don't like anybody giving me an app to tell me to keep something safe. Because I feel like they can at least get into the app. (laughs) Who are these people that we're trusting with this information? Well, the thing is, the app. Okay. And I was going to say, in that case, anybody can get your password to anything. Like, you can't trust anything that's online, right? No, no apps because uh, you have banking no, apps. No, no, I'm saying, have... yeah, that's what I'm saying. So these people get your information. So these people, like, the, what's those apps where they get on and they talk and they tell you that nobody can hear your conversation? It's like private conversations. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I never had that. It's, yeah, so what's the name of that? You know what I'm talking about. I know the name of it. I'm, I'm, I know what you're talking I, about. But it's like, yo, somebody can hear you. Is all I'm saying. Somebody has access to that information. Well, it's the same thing with for me with the app. Like you put all your passwords in that app, and somebody breaks into your app, they get all your passwords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's why you need the double verification. So you know, every time you somebody tries to log in or do something, it sends you a message that you, mm-hmm. with a code yeah, that, have that you have to verify banks. to mm-hmm. your cell phone. I don't know if you can you do that with that app on on, on yeah. your iPhone. Oh. I don't know. If somebody tries to log in from someplace else. But I just think everybody just need a, a ho- the same requirements. Like, they'd be like, like, you have to have a capital. Then you have to have a small. Then a number. Then a, it's too it's, much. It's, it's confusing. Then the numbers can't be consecutive. Then it, it's... It's too much, bro. I change my password at least once once a day, once every other day. I have to change the password because I don't remember. Some things I don't care about. Like, I don't care about the password on my computer at work. Like, guess what? I just got in. And you know what? <laughs> I feel like I've been typing the same password five times in a row. I don't even know what I did different just now. But I'm in now. Good morning, everybody. How's yes, everyone? Morning. Yes, good morning. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's right. Thursday. Yes, Thursday. Weekend is almost here. I know on the East Coast, we're about to get a storm, they say. They say midnight storm's going to hit this side of the, of the country. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how nasty it'll get. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, it is here. winter. Yeah, winter's Definitely winter. Winter's here. All right. Allegedly. There's going to be snowstorms in the Midwest. We'll tell you about all the weather uh, situations. And we'll tell you about Fluorona. Flu-rona. Anybody got time for all of this? <laughs> right? Okay? People are sick. There's something out here, people. We don't know what it is. It follows. It's seven different levels of COVID, seven different variants. Now it's flu-rona. And you got the regular flu. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you anymore. And shout to uh, my, my DJ brother, uh, K Slate, DJ K Slate. They say he has uh, COVID and he's in the hospital. Uh, and um, just pray for him. He's a good brother, good DJ. Uh, strong on his on his hip hop thing, real hip hop, and uh, they say that he needs your prayers right now. So. Yeah, definitely pray for K Slade. Pray Shout for everybody K-Slay. that's uh, you know in 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 the hospital mm-hmm. dealing with COVID and flu rona and uh, Omicron and 
uh, Howard U. What is it? How is it Hampton or Howard? I H U. I H U. I H U. All of it. Yeah, it's it's crazy out here, bro. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Florona. Oh boy. All right. All right. All I right. don't know her. I don't right. want to meet her either. All right. Well, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Now last night, the Brooklyn Nets took on the Indiana Pacers. The Nets won last night, 129-121. They came back from, uh, they were down 19. Kyrie Irving, this was his first game back since June. He scored, I think since June, he scored 22 points. Uh, and this is what he had to say after the game. Oh man, it felt amazing, man. I don't want to take this for granted. Um, you know, long time coming. It's been been months, man. So just to get back here uh, in Indiana, you know, play against a good Pacers team. I know they're missing a few players, but uh, we just want to come out with a resilient attitude and just do the right things on both ends of the floor. That first half was horrible. <laughs> you know, we got to be honest with each other. That was horrible. Gave up almost 70 points. Right, we came out in the second half with a, with a uh, resolved attitude. And also shout to uh, Lance Stevenson, Brooklyn native, uh, he signed, I guess, a 10-day contract with the Pacers. You know, they're bringing all these players back because of the COVID protocol. He dropped 30, 20 in the first quarter. Yeah, I saw that. Salute, salute to Kyrie, too. I just thought it was interesting after the game. You know, Kyrie was saying how, you know, this situation isn't the ideal situation. But I'm like, you're the one who created the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody was he was talking about the, the, the odds that are, you know, stacked against them. And I'm like, oh, nobody's holding you back. Like, you know, those, 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 those odds, you're one of those odds. You're stacking them against yourself. You made mm-hmm. a choice. You know? What else we got, Easy? All right, Fluorona. This is something new that we're learning about. Israel has reported the first uh, case of rare double COVID and flu infection. And they said they're studying mm-hmm. the case to determine whether the combination of the two infections can cause a more serious illness. They also said here in the United States, a COVID testing site in L.A. confirmed the first known local case of Fluorona. And officials said a child tested positive for both the flu and COVID. In addition, the boy's mother tested positive for COVID the next day. <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what to tell y'all. Fluorona, last name, definitely Jefferson. I wonder All how right. fast something like this could spread. It always starts off with, there's only eight cases. Yeah, no, it's going to be The next spread. thing you know. It almost feels like, I mean, it's, it, we just create news because tomorrow's going to be another name and then next week's going to be another name. You got to start giving them last names. Next week's going to be another name. Fluorona going to have variants, right? So right now you got Fluorona Jefferson. So the variant gonna be Florona Jackson, then maybe a Florona Jenkins. You know what I mean? Mm. It's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's, that's gonna happen. All right, and temperatures are dropping across the nation. The Midwest snowstorm ushers in the cold air for another storm. So they're saying that is gonna be heading this way also. Uh, according to reports, also in the South, there's gonna be freezing rain and snow potential, and that's gonna go from Tennessee to Eastern Kentucky. So right now they said there's going to be more travel nightmares and a lot of people are already concerned. So if you are planning to travel over the weekend, just make sure you pay attention in the D.C. area. They said there's winter storm watches that are being considered as yet another winter storm is coming into focus. But they said the heaviest is going to be in the Northeast. And also, too, back to Florida, how do we know COVID isn't a form of influenza? Or is it? I don't know. It's I'm a, not a doctor. A form of SARS, I thought. Oh. But how do we know that there's not forms of COVID that are forms of influenza? Therefore, the reason it's Florona is because it's actually detecting influenza, but we're still saying it's COVID. I don't freak it's it out. It's above my pay grade, bro. It's above my but pay grade. But they did say at last night people are getting the flu vaccination right oh, now. Oh, so. man. My dad, when he went and got his booster, he got the flu vaccine also. I don't know if I could do both at once, but... I don't know. I guess it's hey, I'm sure you could, though, because kid, when kids go to get their shots for school, they go to get more than... 
morning shot. vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go I'll be more. nervous because like, you never know how it's going to make you feel. Because, you know, some people, after they get their vaccination, they're like, okay, I was down for a mm-hmm. couple of days. So... And, and never forget, too, man, the day was the day that an attempted coup of this country happened. Oh, okay? yeah, we'll be talking about that in the next hour on Front Page News. January 6th, mm-hmm. where domestic terrorists tried to overturn the results of the election. Politicians, citizens, all in cahoots. And guess what? A year later, uh, the plan is working. Mm. All right. Well, that is Front Page News. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. Tell us if you're having a good morning, good day, bad day, bad night, whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Tonight. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? What's up, MB? It's your boy Jordan from Harlem. How what's up, y'all? What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Yo, MB, I want to talk to you about that post that you made about selling Tampa. Oh, like, we were uh, just yesterday. talking about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, go listen, ahead. Yee, what up? Yee, what up? Charlamagne, what up, y'all? Peace, King. So listen, I 100% agree with you. I'm watching it right now. On, I'm on episode eight. Listen, I ain't seen no house selling. I wanted to learn about real estate. I ain't learned nothing, honestly speaking. Yeah, I mean, it, and I wasn't attacking the women. Shout out to all those women on the show. I was attacking the producers that that do uh, selling Sunset and Selling Out. They're totally two different shows, and I feel like when they portray uh, white women in the white show, it was totally different than when they portrayed mm-hmm. my sisters. And I just didn't like that. Like, I, I didn't see any houses being sold. They said they sold one house, but think about it: six episodes, and they only show selling one house, and them sisters sell houses. And I'm like, I just didn't like, they got them arguing on there, and they show more about other things than them actually doing the real estate business. I felt like it was it was kind of embarrassing how they showed it, and I just didn't like that. I felt the producers could have did it a lot differently, and I hate, I hate the way that they show us in the light when they show white people in a different light. It's the same show, same producers, just a different city, and I just thought that was effed up. Now, everybody got their panties in a bunch and want to attack, but that's what it was. Before you hang up on me, I want to shoot my shot for a job. I'm 23 years old. I'm from Harlem. I got a good head on my shoulders. I already work at a financial institution. I listen, I need to start an immediate company. So whoever's out there, hit me up on Instagram, j.o underscore 007. j.o underscore 007. I love y'all breakfast club. Have a good morning. Please, King. Good. He was like, enough of that. Yeah, now, enough the real that. reason I, I called. Shoot my shot. I need a job. <laughs> I ain't mad at him. He right. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good hey, segue. Good he kept it moving. Good morning, people. Good morning. Good morning. What's good up, morning. bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, what's going on? Yo, I, hey, well, well, let me say it like this. Happy New Year to Solomon, the guy, DJ Envy, and, of course, the beautiful Angela Yee. Right back to you, King. Happy New hey, Year. So, I, I, I want to I explain this this uh, January 6th issue, right? Um, I really think those, especially the politicians that participated in that event, should, could, should not be able to be running for office again. Uh, that's a fact. That's <laughs> but... Because you think about it, they tweeted out locations of sitting members, and those people could have actually carried through with those, you know, threats that was being made. So my thing is, I think they should, they should carve out a legislative bill in the House to basically put these people out on blast. Like, yo, you like, cause you, how can you trust somebody after that? Somebody who tried you. You kill. You can't. The me- is, members of Congress will tell you that they don't feel like they don't. They they haven't felt safe in that building since. Right. So that's and this is my thing. It's like the the lackluster attitude going into this new election year. 
Like, I, I really feel like now we have to start positioning ourselves as a country to find out where we're going to go because I really feel like this two-party system ain't working, and and the way they the way they uphold white supremacy is going to really disrupt That's a fact. everything now. And Democrat so, Democrats going to get a rude awakening in the midterms this year, and I and I and I've been saying all year when the Republicans get control of the House and the Senate, you know they're going to impeach Biden. What did Ted Cruz say yesterday? He said, when we get control in 2022, we probably got a lot of reasons to impeach Joe Biden. Let me ask you a question. I seen mm-hmm. a, a video of Joe Biden yesterday, and I thought this was old. I thought maybe they docked it. Oh, well, he said uh, 2020? He, he said 2020 is going to be a better old year. man, bro. He farts in front of royalty. <laughs> he, he don't know that we in 2022. That was real? old man. Yes, that was real. Goodness. But it was, a, I mean, it was a misspeak. I mean, people, we misspeak all the time up here. That's so hard, though. 2022, to say 2020. If you just say 2021, I understand. 2022 is, We know. just got here. But 2020? He, he confused me. I thought maybe I was in 2020. <laughs> if you would have said 2021, I'm like, like, okay, y'all reaching. But 2020? Ugh. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? What's going on, DJ Envy? This is Carlos Town. Carlos, what up, brother? Get it off your chest. Let's down the first off, I want to wish everybody a happy new year. Same um, to you, brother. Happy new year. Happy new year, King. Uh, Angela Yee, DJ Envy, man. You guys are awesome in everything that you do for everybody, man. Thank you, brother. Check this out. I was hearing y'all talk about COVID and the flu, and they call it uh, uh, Flurona or something like that. Uh-huh. Flurona Jefferson. I I got that like a year ago. So you had the flu and COVID at the same time? At the same time. Sheesh. At the same damn how, time. How down were you? Well, actually, I didn't, I didn't feel bad. It was around this time last year. I was watching football, go Packers, and um, my wife was like, I woke up with a fever, and she was like, you need to go to the doctor. I said, why? I just got a fever, man. Give me something. And it went away. I'm like, I'm not finna go nowhere. I'm watching the game. So she, got, she was on me all day long. Well, you're not going to work until you go get checked out. So I said, well, I'll go after the game is over. After Green Bay Packers. So the game was off like 8.30. Went up, went to the um, urgent care. And the lady uh, did the test or whatever. And she came back. And she peeked in the room. And she said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. I said, uh, well, what's, what's going on? He said, well, we detected the flu, and you not only have the flu, you have corona as well. And she was like, you like the third person that did come in here today like this. He said, you're the only person that look like you're fine. I so said, well, I feel fine. They probably didn't have a name for it then. Definitely have a name for hey, it. Hey, question, is there, because you know, I've never done it, so I don't know. Is there a flu test? Like there's COVID test? I think there's a flu test. There's yeah, a flu they can test. see they can if you have the flu. The flu. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I don't know, but they put that thing down and touched my tonsils, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> he put that thing down his throat. Yeah, that was the worst part, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but it did, you know, about, about three days later, it did kick in to where, I mean, I was off work for like a good month because I felt every muscle in my body ache. You know how you ain't been to the gym in like a year? And yep, you I know back, exactly. Like, four, four yep. And that's what I felt like the whole time. And of course, my wife wouldn't let me out of my room, so they fed me. They put a, a, a food tray at the floor of the door. So <laughs> I had to stay in the room for three weeks. And mm-hmm. they'll knock on the door and say, hey, your food is out here. So I opened the door, grabbed the food like I was in prison. Like, 
Well, bro, I'm glad you didn't die. This story too long for not for, for us not to have a you know crazy ending. All right, you, <laughs> you said all that to say what? He was good. All right, he had Florona before it was Florona. That's all. That's all you wanted to say before they had a name for it. You was go. dating her. That's all. You knew him when she was nobody. Hello, who's this? It's Ed Bree. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. From Mexico, Kentucky, man. I'm tired of all this Corona, Ravonna, Marion, Touch Me, Dance, and stuff. Man. <laughs> the media, all that's going just like like all this that. Shit. I mean. Up, you know what I'm saying? It's I, just getting overwhelming. I, I think it's funny that all the media outlets is talking like how we was talking a year ago. Now they clowning the CDC. Now they talking about how confused people are. Now they talking about obesity is one of the reasons that, you know, people die of COVID. It's like, yo, we were having these conversations a year ago. Pretty much. Yeah, man. I'm tired of it. But uh, y'all keep doing your thing, man. Love to grow. Peace. And bless y'all, man. Thank all you, brother. brother. Have a good one. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rooms on the way, E. Yes, and Memphis police have issued an arrest warrant for a suspect in the fatal shooting of Young Dolph. We'll give you all the information we know. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. All right. Well, the Memphis Police Department, they have issued a warrant, and that is for the suspect in the fatal shooting of young Dolph. Now, according to reports, the the suspect has been identified as Justin Johnson, who is 23 years old. He is wanted in first degree murder. Right now, they're offering a reward of up to $15,000 for information leading up to his capture. And so you can find all that information if you have any leads. And they arrested somebody else too, just the sixteen-year-old kid. They? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they they, one, they, really? they got him first, and then the other dude is on the run. He's on the run. Mm-hmm. And that 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 Dolph news hurt my heart yesterday because it really do be the people that's close to you. Like you yeah, see there all were the pictures, pictures of him standing right behind Dolph in the club. Yeah, really? yeah, with his chain on, with a, with the pre. I guess it was a chain or something. But it's wow. just like folks in your circle who got a front row seat to your success, and that success breeds jealousy and envy and hatred and leads to these kind of events and you can always feel it you know who's who we just don't be wanting to accept it because we don't want to be disappointed right all right well hopefully they find him and arrest him and at least the family can have some idea of what happened and some justice all right the 2022 grammy awards have been postponed and this is the second year in a row this has happened and that's because of the COVID 19 surge they said after careful consideration and analysis with city and state officials health and safety experts the artist community and our many partners the recording academy and cbs has postponed the 64th annual grammy awards show in addition the sundance film festival where they would have world premiered kanye's netflix documentary gene yes has been affected as well. They did announce that the in-person return of the Sundance Film Festival would be shuttered because of the rising Omicron cases in the area. It was supposed to kick off on January 20th, and now everything is going to be moved entirely uh, online. I didn't know Kanye had a documentary. Mm-hmm. They were going to Is it authorized? Is it him? Like, or did somebody just make one of him? Uh, he's involved in it. Mm. So, Yes. I can't imagine Kanye allowing somebody to just do something on him either mm-hmm. without him being involved. All right, now Whoopi has shared an update after her breakthrough COVID case. She joined The View from home to talk about her health. I left a couple weeks ago just before the break because uh, somebody I had been around tested positive for coronavirus, so I left. So they sent people to test me, and uh, they tested me, and it was like, oh, no, you're not, you're not coming back. <laughs> We're not sending anybody to your house. You have corona. 
it was a it was a shock because you know I'm triple vaxxed. I, I haven't been anywhere. I haven't done anything. But that's the that's the thing about the Omicron. You just don't know where it is. And she also said it could have been much, much worse, I'm sure, and it wasn't. She said, I'm really lucky, but you can only do what you can do. Mm-hmm. And whatever your body decides it's going to do is what you have to roll with. And it's not just Omicron, it's COVID, period, right? Because we hear these stories regardless of what the variant is. You may be vax boosted and all of that, but you can still get COVID and you can still pass COVID to other people. And you can still get sick. You still get sick. Mm-hmm. Right. The only reason folks are still shocked is because initially you had the public figures like the President Biden's and Rachel Maddow of the world and a whole host of others saying that if you're vaccinated, you can't spread the virus to other people, which was just false. False. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, uh, let's also talk about DJ Envy. Now, DJ Envy was uh, trending on Instagram yesterday, and that is because of the comments that he made about selling Tampa versus selling Sunset. He posted the show uh, pictures together and he said the same person created both these shows. One show sold no homes. None. Kind of embarrassing. The other show sells homes. Hmm. Anybody else watches these shows? And so I saw people were going off in the comments. Um, so, Envy, you want to explain? Um, no, nah, it was pretty clear. I mean, there's a producer that produces both those shows. On the white show, which is Selling Sunset, they show uh, those women selling homes. And it's more about them selling homes. It's it's a, it's about their relationships together as well, but it's more about selling homes. In, in Selling Tampa, it wasn't the same. They didn't display... Um, my sisters is the same and I just didn't like it. I didn't I didn't I didn't I don't respect it. I feel like they show us in a different light than they show other people and I thought that was whack. Mm-hmm. It was more if you watch uh Selling Sunset and then you watch Selling Tampa and shout to the women on Selling Tampa. I love what they're doing. I I, I met a, a couple of them when I was out in Tampa. Uh it's it's an all women's black firm. They do their thing and I wanted to see more of that. And I feel like sometimes producers feel like, no, if we put more beef, if we put more scandalous stuff, if we put more arguments, it'll work better. No, but those sisters are really selling properties. Like they're really doing well. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the same thing when when you when you saw those white people doing well. I wanna see I wanna see my sisters doing well. And people got upset, oh, he's going at them. No, I well, said I saw clean. a lot of people saying that they understood what you were saying, but to clarify what the women on the show had to say about it. Okay, um, one woman, Colony Reeves, said, Thank you, Envy, for posting about our show. I hope you watch it on your own. If you did, you will see some homes were sold. Keep in mind, this is only season one, and there's only so much that can be put into 30 minutes and eight episodes. I encourage you all to support us and watch our show for yourselves before making an assumption. And then she said, I love you, DJ Envy. And then uh, another person, uh, Joanna Colbert, said, Thank you for watching Selling Tampa and for posting about the show. We welcome you and anyone else who didn't who didn't the sales that was on the show to rewatch it. I personally was a part of one sale that was the largest Allure Realty has ever had. And then Sherelle, who is the owner of the brokerage, said, How about you have me on the Breakfast Club so we can discuss this? I wonder if it's because uh, the, the show with all the white people been on longer. Yeah, no. she said you're comparing a season one to a season four and not understanding the storyline of selling Tampa. It's a new all-black brokerage that is breaking into the luxury market. So, of course, they're not going to show all the normal homes we sell. So, in other words, they were only showcasing luxury homes. Not yes. a, lot, and a lot of times, these producers for season one, they'll do all the, they'll do all the extra stuff. It'll Bro. be all the drama and stuff to draw people in. Bro, I seen season one of Selling Sunset from the from the beginning. They were selling they showed, they houses. Were selling houses. It oh, was okay. they had these. They they have they have uh they had a, a scene where these women are calling each other bitches. You bitch this, you bitch that, and I'm like, what? They had another scene where one of the women on there she was showing a home, and the guy was like, how many bedrooms? She was like, um, I don't know. He was like, well, what are the taxes? 
She was like six thousand. She was like, "Oh, really?" He was like, mm, "Nah, I just made that up. I'm not sure." Like, like you, like, it's like <laughs> you're, trying, it. you're trying to embarrass mm-hmm. them, and I'm like, "These women are really selling real estate. Like they're doing well." Show my women like they show them other women. Listen. That's what I said. Well, I never watched Selling Sunset. I did watch a couple of episodes of Selling Tampa so far, so I'm going to finish it. The good thing is, I'm sure you made a lot of people want to watch. That's great. I, I, I've never watched the show. But if you tell me that they are portraying black people in a negative light and portraying white people in a positive light, I have reason to tend to believe you. Yeah, and I, I just don't <laughs> like that. I, and I, people get mad because I don't like that. No, I want to see my sisters in the same light. When, and it, and I, it's difficult to get That don't sound like a reach to me. Huh? That don't sound like no, a reach. No, it's not. <laughs> don't sound far-fetched. All right, we can but, talk but, about it some more because we got to wrap up. But Shade Room posted it, and and I'm surprised, Shade Room, because usually people attack me on Shade Room. But they were like, no, I understand. I watch it, and I see exactly what Envy's talking about. And it's no diss to the ladies. Like I, like I said yesterday, Like I respect what they're doing, but I just hate that. Don't well, have my sisters looking on? crazy. So people can watch Netflix. Netflix. Oh, it's Netflix. It's Netflix. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, today is January 6th. I will tell you what is happening to mark one year since that deadly Capitol riot that happened. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. It's time to wake up. Yeah. It's The Breakfast Club. Angela Yee here. And my friends at The General Insurance give you quality car insurance for less. Check out their affordable rates and flexible payment options by calling 800-GENERAL or visiting thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page Crazy news. World. All right, now last night, Kyrie Irving came back. The Brooklyn Nets beat the Indiana Pacers 129-121. He had 22. And shout to Lance Stevenson. Oh, excuse me. Lance. Oh, my gosh, Envy. Sexy. I, I drink Pellegrino, so it makes me burp a little bit. It sounded juicy. All right, what? But uh, Lance Stevenson had 30 points last night. He's on a 10-day contract, so shout to him, Brooklyn native. Now, what else we got, Yee? All right, well, today is January 6th. It's been one year since the deadly Capitol riot, and there will be some remembrance that are happening in that Capitol building. It'll be a series of events that are uh, just to remember the deadly insurrection in the morning. Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will deliver remarks from the Capitol Statuary Hall. At noon, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will make a statement and hold a moment of silence on the floor of the House chamber. Members of Congress who were forced to evacuate that day will give testimonials in the afternoon. And in the early evening, lawmakers will gather outside for a uh, prayer vigil. A year later, and they still investigating. A year later, and they still saying things like, at the end of this investigation, it may result in criminal charges. You know, Merrick Garland says the Justice Department remains committed to holding all January 6 perpetrators at any level accountable under law. I can't tell. Well, according to the FBI, more than 725 people have been criminally charged in connection with the riot. And so uh, people also feel like, according to a a poll that was released this week, three quarters of Trump voters, which is 75 percent, falsely believe the 2020 election was rigged and stolen from Donald Trump. And just nine percent of those Trump supporters think that Biden won fair and square. But one thing they do agree on is that they are worried about the future of U.S. democracy. And and the crazy part is, you know, these people that are getting arrested, it's not like they're getting these harsh sentences. It's not like they're getting the type of sentences that'll deter somebody from doing it in the future. No politicians have been arrested at all for this situation. So it's like, how serious are people really taking what happened on January 6th last year? Donald Trump had planned to mark the anniversary with a press conference at Mar-a-Lago where he was going to uh, discuss things and 
We talk about the committee that Pelosi formed to investigate the siege, but he canceled it. And he said he would discuss topics related to the probe at a rally in Arizona later this month. But just to remember, five people did die in connection with the January 6th attack. Uh, one of them was a Trump supporter who was shot and killed by police as she tried to break into the House chamber. A Capitol Police officer who died from a stroke one day after being pepper sprayed during the riot. More than 140 other police officers were injured defending the Capitol, and four have since taken their own lives. You know, the, that House committee thing is, is, is nonsense because the House panel doesn't even have the authority to pursue criminal charges. They can only provide, you know, what they find out to the Justice Department as, as evidence. And so it's just like... <laughs> what what is really happening in regards to, you know, the attempted coup that happened last year this time? All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Well, let's let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Do people care? We've been say, listen. I've been saying this for a year. That's why I like to repeat it so much. Like there was an attempted coup of this country. People tried to overthrow the results of an election. And it's like. It just came and went. Yeah, I feel and like... And a lot of people feel like it could happen again. It, it will. Guaranteed. Because nobody cares. Nobody's saying anything. It feels like people care more about the lady from Jeopardy being robbed than the attempted coup. You Why y'all did that to Amy? Huh? Why y'all... No, seriously. Is her name Amy, really? Oh. Yes. Oh. Well, why y'all did that? Yeah, why y'all robbed Let's don't distract me right now, because that really bothered me yesterday, too. Why they robbed right. Amy? Amy, I respect Amy. Okay, salute to Amy. Why y'all did that to Amy? Y'all really think Amy walking around with her Jeopardy winnings? <laughs> y'all thought she had y'all see on y'all see her on TV and y'all see she done got over eight hundred thousand dollars. You know it's how easy we got to scratch it. Go, right, go, right, go, right. go back to go back to the coup. Go back to the coup. Do people care? You, you know? just really mm-hmm. proved it's the like, point. Nah, because it's like people talk about so many other things. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Do people care about the attempted coup? I mean, we had a president who encouraged people to attack Congress. And, and, we he, ha- and yes. he still has supporters in power. And we have an administration now that is not holding those people accountable. We have an administration right now that is not pressing the line mm-hmm. on making sure that those people get locked up for what they did on January 6th last year. All right. So we'll take your call. Let me question. They, they pulled the ham out on Amy? I, I, I don't want to. Let's, Just let's, the fact that Trump could even be a Republican nominee and could right. be president again this after first. this is crazy. All right. Well, Not only that, the people that are in in Congress now mm-hmm. that were behind this last year, how could the people, how could you still work with those people? All right. How could you not be pushing the line on those folks? Let's talk about it. Phone lines are open. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about the attempted coup, all right? Uh, it's, a, I guess, the one-year anniversary, if you want to call that. But um, One year ago today, domestic terrorists, Vanilla ISIS, Al Cracker, they stormed the Capitol to try to overturn the results of a fair election. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Uh, what's the question? Do you care? Because it really... But I mean, we've been asking that question for the past year. It never really felt like uh, folks were taking this as serious as they should. There was an attempted coup of this country. Do you know people get killed in other countries for attempted coups? And like, it doesn't feel like anybody's really being held accountable. Like, especially the politicians. Like, you got members of Congress. You got politicians who were in cahoots with this whole situation. 
And and this is why I don't understand the whole, this this bipartisan nonsense. I don't understand why folks on the left are still, you know, hell bent on working with folks on the right, knowing that some of those folks were behind this. Like, how could you continue to go into a building every single day, knowing that somebody in that building tried to line you up? How? And I feel like a lot of Republicans are really quiet about it. I remember when it first happened, people were like, this is wrong. And now those people are like real super quiet. I think a lot of I think everybody's real quiet about it. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that they're quiet. Of course, they talk about it. You hear these conversations all the time. But this is something that should always be discussed on every morning radio show, every late night talk show. An attempted coup of this country happened a year ago. Think about that. And if and, and if you don't punish these people. If the consequences aren't severe, guess what's going to happen in the future? Something worse. And, and if I you remember, they were talking about convicting uh, Donald Trump at that time. And I think they said that was the most bipartisan uh, Senate vote in presidential impeachment history. But it was only seven Republican senators who voted to convict. Yeah, I just feel like I, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, it is in the news, but... When I see it in the news, I really feel like I, I see a lot of people supporting them. Maybe it's because it's Fox News, but it's, it's I so, so I many other things that seem like people stress and, and worry about more. I think that movie, Don't Look Up, is a great movie. And the reason I think it's a great movie because it really does show how numb we are to things that are really important. Like, there's this meme going around. I saw D.L. Hughley posted yesterday, and he's right. He said, it's not just the Capitol. Folks tried to run the Biden-Harris bus off the road in Texas. In Michigan, they tried to kidnap the governor. We forgot about that. Yep. In, in Oregon, they stormed the legislator with guns drawn. <laughs> like they, they showing you what time but it is. But you know what's big in the news? Kanye and Kim. And Kanye Davidson. and Kim. Yep. I mean, Kanye might be doing Coachella, they're saying. Now, I seen a picture of Pete Davidson and Kim coming I feel like people, people got more upset about, and I mean, rightfully, I'm not, I'm not, I think it's all, it all warrants, you know, people being upset, but it's like things that have celebrity attached to them. Like Astroworld. Correct. You know, if there's a celebrity attached to it, people really, 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 really get upset. But things that really impact and affect your everyday life, it's like, okay, well, keep it moving. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. Good morning, breakfast. Uh, this is Say La V. Say La V, what's up, brother? That's life. That's your real name? Well, my real name is Saquon, but my 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 um artist name is Say La V. Okay, okay. I say la vie. So, what are your thoughts, brother? Um, I truly believe that because it was such a one-sided race thing, that it's not so much attention brought on the um, attempted coup. Had it been us, had it been black folks, Latinos, I think a lot of more people would have died, and a lot of more attention would have brought to it. That's a fact. But you know, the problem I have is I'm talking about like us as regular everyday people, American citizens who pay taxes. You know, if we know that there was politicians and, and, and people in Congress who assisted with this coup, these are the people that make our laws every day. These are people that vote, you know, for legislation. Shouldn't we be a little bit more outraged and be demanding that, you know, these people are investigated and removed? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, but how do you go about that when these are the people who make the the rules and the laws and, and set a standard for certain things. Well, How do you go about that? Like, that's the magic question. I guess I, I would I, say, make sure you go out and vote and don't be discouraged no, from voting. No, that's not the answer. No, I'm telling you right now. The you reason cannot I cannot not vote. The reason I say that and I'm not saying I'm not saying I I'm think not, that's definitely I'm, I'm one not thing that we need to do. I'm not telling people not to vote. I'm just telling you that the people that we voted for 
they're not even holding those people accountable. They're not even pushing the line for folks to get the consequences that they need so something like this never well, happens they, again. They did so, try to convict Trump. The problem is that oh. the way that it works in Congress is that there is a system in place. Now, if you want to talk about dismantling the system and doing something different, that's a whole nother conversation. But I do feel like we need to have more representation and we need to make sure that we're involved in that process and know who's representing us. The House panel does not have the authority to pursue criminal charges. But it can provide the Justice Department with evidence of any wrongdoing it unearths in this investigation. All right. And Marilyn Garland says the Justice Department remains committed to holding all January 6th perpetrators at any level accountable under law. I don't see it. I don't see them acting the the the, the 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 way they're talking. I don't see them so backing it up with action. So what is the solution? What should happen? I think that the people that we voted for, those should be the ones raising hell. When that brother asked just now, how do we do that? We do that by raising hell on the ground, but those people in positions of power that are in Congress that we voted for, they should be the ones really, 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 really pushing the line on holding these folks accountable. Um, I'll be honest with you, and we'll take some more calls when we come back. 800-585-1051. I think uh, a lot of times when we vote for, for these people, they don't stand for us, right? You, you might hate Trump. You might dislike him, but he stands for his people. Mm-hmm. He, ri- he rides for his people, whether you like it or love it, he going to hold his people down. Whether that's, look, you take the little jail time and then I'll pardon you later on. Or I do, like, he rides for his people. Like, let's be honest. And that's why they always say Republicans fall in line, Democrats fall in love. We fall in love with our candidates, like them for all these other reasons that don't have nothing to do with politics. And then when they don't do nothing, we act surprised. I mean, we still have to vote, but like, you look 100%. at Joe Biden. Joe Biden yeah, said all these please. things he's going to do for HBCUs and all these things he's going to do. And then when you ask him about it, he'd be like, I still got time. No, you don't, brother. But that's why I say we, I'm not pushing back on voting at all. I'm just saying we got to just stop telling people to vote. What are we voting for? All right. We got to demand things of these people. That, like, that's just a, a cliche thing people go to. Vote, vote, vote. We did do that. <laughs> we did that. 800-585-1051. Well, uh, we're talking about the attempted coup on the White House. What are your thoughts? I mean, it seems like nobody cares. Nobody talks about it no more. I mean, people are more concerned about, you know, Kanye and them robbing Amy. Don't bring man. up Amy because you're going to make me get distracted because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very disappointed in y'all. Amy I cannot Jeopardy. believe y'all robbed Amy from Jeopardy, yo. <laughs> At gunpoint. I'm so disappointed gunpoint in y'all for that. Let's not get distracted. Let's keep... Don't do that, man. Goodness gracious. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I know it, man. I know it, Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're asking, of course, the attempt to cool this is the one-year anniversary. Do people care? Seems like people are talking about so many different things, whether it's Astro Festival, whether it's Antonio Brown, whether it's the bum-ass Cowboys, or whatever it may be. People are talking about so many different things. And at least 57 people who played a role in storming the Capitol that day last year are running for office in 2022. That's crazy. Oh, oh, even like this, you think about it. What's the maximum time somebody got for for the attempted coup on the government? What was the maximum I think it was like... It wasn't long. It was like three years. Three Don't quote years. me on that, but now, I know it was some. It was like thirty-six months or something like now that. Now think about this: the truck driver who said his brakes failed, who wasn't drunk, who hit people accidentally. They gave him a hundred years. And I, if I'm not mistaken, somebody correct me on this. I think the person who got the most time so far in the Capitol rise is black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wild. not lying. Wow. But but I, I think about people like uh, uh, Mike Nearman, Representative Mike Nearman of Oregon. He actually let protesters into the Capitol. He's a GOP 
lawmaker. He let his people in. Like, come on, man. Think about that. I don't know, bro. Hello, who's this? Paige. Hey, Paige, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing good, good. What are your thoughts? You care? Um, The American people absolutely care what happened on, the, on January 6th. Ever since the pandemic, everybody's eyes have been open to what the politicians actually do. Politicians and in, in, in leadership, they don't move in rights and laws like the rest of us. They move in secrets and favors. That's right. That's right. And, um, mm -hmm. and then pretty much Trump probably has um, something on everybody. And he knows he has a lot longer list of Epstein's Island probably, too. That's right. Okay. Oh, Mike Nierman. Mike Nierman did. He got uh, 18 months probation. Hello, for letting this? people for letting people into the Capitol, he got eighteen months probation and eighty hours of community service. And the brother who, who or the, 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 the Spanish brother who, who just uh, breaks fell out, he got a hundred years. Lord have mercy. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Jermaine from Baltimore. What's up with y'all, man? Jermaine from Baltimore. What's up, brother? Hey, I was calling in about the attack on the Capitol. Um, I just feel like the black community is so we just we tired of getting emotionally involved when we just gonna get heartbroken with things. Because if the roles was reversed. People be having life in jail. A cop would have shot a black person there. He would have got a medal. You know? Mm. Yeah. All right, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Matt. Matt, what's up, brother? What's up, man? I heard y'all talking about that coup, man. That coup? Cool. You to... talk about that coup? What's up? <laughs> well, I, I don't particularly agree with why they did it, but all in all, that's all right, man. That is not that is attempted coup. An attempted coup is not your right. right. You get killed in other countries for attempted coups. What are you talking People about? People got killed and died. They tried to crush police officers. They wanted to kill Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. They were chanting. Hey, they were chanting. Hang the, hang the vice president, Mike Pence, at the time. What are you talking about? That's not your right. It's a crime. I'm not agreeing with the particular stuff that happened last year. All I'm saying is that's exactly what we did, like, to lead up to us being our own country. Sometimes it takes stuff like that to throw out tyranny. I'm not agreeing with the, what particularly happened it last was, it, year. It was, they weren't trying to throw out tyranny, though, brother. They were trying to overthrow the results of a fair election. That wasn't they, saying, they, they weren't they weren't trying to overthrow tyranny. All I'm saying is if, if, if the situation was different, everybody would understand. It's a little false like, narrative yeah, going around out not, here. Not I don't morning, know about man. that. So back to Amy. <laughs> don't do that, man. <laughs> we do need to have a discussion about Amy, just not right now. I just want to say that, you know, uh, this time last year, an attempted coup of this country happened. You know, there's there's been plenty of reports that several congressional members were, were involved, inti intimately involved in this coup. They've named the representatives from Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Mo Brooks, the Lauren Boebert, the Madison Cawthorn, Louis Gohmert, Paul Gosar, uh, Andy Biggs. And I expect the people who I voted for to hold these individuals accountable or at least raise hell about it. Right. Can you imagine working in a building where you know somebody was attempting to get, get have some harm caused to you and then you still come there and work with that person all, every day mm -hmm. and don't say anything about it? Well, if you want to see the names of everybody, there's about 600 elected officials who also signed on to an open letter asking Congress not to certify the election results and also all the protests. And this was after... <laughs> yeah, the president, um, Jessica Post, who's the president of the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee, has listed all of those names and all the people who have public office that were involved in this January 6th uh, coup of 
the Capitol and the White House. And this is this is after after all of that action mm-hmm. happened. They still went in there and still tried to, you know, uh, ch- change the results of the election. They still were opposing the results of the election. Our, our lawmakers. Come on, man. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about White Castle. Find out what hip-hop artist has partnered up with White Castle for some new spicy, sloppy sliders. Give me, give, give me my fart sounds, right? <laughs> give, me my, give me my fart sound. All right, All right. we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. I'm, I'm going to tell you all something. Y'all do know this is going to be a long year, right? It's only Jan. I mean, it's going to be as long as any other year, but it's January 6th, and it's it feel like it's been just too much going on since the first. So what happened with Amy? <sighs> Amy, you're now, Amy, heart, Amy is from uh, Jeopardy. She won like the the most amount, like eight hundred thousand ever in, like in the history of Jeopardy. And they ever. robbed her. They robbed her, man. Amy Snyder. She got robbed in Oakland at uh at gunpoint. Do they I, think I, she had the eight hundred in her pocket? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they've been watching Amy on TV and she's been killing. And I see, they, I think she's got over eight hundred grand, like you said. And I grand? think that they think she's walking around with these earnings in her pocket. Why? What? Why would you rob Amy Snyder at gunpoint? I'm telling y'all, when we be trying to tell y'all to stay safe, and we telling y'all how you know people out here just trying to survive and how ugly it is out here. This is just more proof of that. And so they the knew gun. who she was? They knew it was her? Yeah, they her? said she Clearly. was just on TV or something like that. The, the day okay, before I didn't or see this. local news or something. I just saw that she got robbed. I saw the headline, but I didn't see I, the whole thing. They pulled a gun out on <clears throat> Amy? They didn't have to do to pull out a gun on Amy. I rock with Amy. I, I, I got I got put on to Amy because I was an answer on Jeopardy, and she got it right. Mm. Okay. But the fact that y'all think that she's walking around with 800-something thousand, I know that's what some of y'all was thinking. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Mm-mm-mm. I know y'all thought she was walking around with this $800,000 <laughs> and y'all ran up on her with the guns asking her where the money Give is. Me that I know money. you did. Give me that money. I know, she man. Pull, she pull out she 40. Like, what are you talking about? My goodness. Come on, man. Let me check my Powerball tickets, man. I'm leaving this place. How you rob Amy Snyder? All right. The Jeopardy winner. Mm-mm-mm. Poor Amy. At gunpoint. Mm-mm-mm. In Oakland. Mm-mm-mm. Come on, man. All right, well. Uh, we got rumors coming up, E. Yes, and let's talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. You all know, or should know by now, those artists that perform do not get paid for it. But what happens if things get canceled because oh, of COVID? They better not cancel it this year. No way. All right, we'll talk about it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Shout out to Young Thug. I seen on... Uh, Instagram yesterday, he seen somebody with a, a dead battery. He pulled over and... Gave jumped, him a jump start. Gave him a jump That's start. nice. So, I don't even know. Do I know how to do that? You got to make sure you put the positive and the negative on the right side of the battery. I definitely know how to jump a battery. But you got to make sure you have cables first. You got to have the cables. That's the first thing. I feel like my car, thing. you can't jump start. You're not supposed... Like certain cars, you're not supposed to do that to? Nah, you can do that to any car. Oh. You're not, they say that, but you're not, you know. But anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to Super Bowl. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, this year's Super Bowl halftime show was supposed to be one of the most amazing ones yet. But what they're saying is that perhaps, you know, COVID could somehow kill the show. Now, Dr. Dre has been footing the bill. It's going to include Eminem, Snoop, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige. And so he's paying most of the money necessary to make sure it's the most amazing halftime show ever. Clearly, he has the money. But he does have cancellation insurance just in case the event has to get canceled. But there is an exclusion for COVID. If you Uh can do the game, you can do the show. I agree. Like, stop. 
Like, knock it off. Did I see they were looking for another venue? Yeah, they said uh, uh, they, they allegedly reached out to uh, Charlemagne's team over there in their stadium to see if they could possibly use their stadium just in case there's problems in L.A. Well, we'll be in there this year. All right, playing in that game as well. Okay. Is that likely? So I don't know. More than, you know, it'd be great if it's a home game for our Cowboys and we're in the Super Bowl this year. All right, well, the Super Bowl is set for February 13th, so if they're not able to do this in L.A. because of COVID protocol, it, who knows? If they can do the game, they can do the halftime. Absolutely. All right, now, I'm sure you guys aren't going to know about this, but I don't know if anybody watches And Just Like That, which is the Sex in the City uh it's the the episodes of Sex in the City, like after everything that just happened that's on HBO Max. Mm-mm. And Chris Nolth, who is Mr. Big on the show. Well, he just got dumped from the finale of the show, and that's because of the allegations against him. He's denied allegations of sexual assault from multiple women, but because a lot of things have been happening and more women have been coming forward, uh, it, they've just decided to take him out of the finale. So they said it's not a huge scene. It's not one integral to Carrie's story. She can get where she needs to get just as well without it, which is good because she's going to have to do that. But that's Mr. Big, right? Mm-hmm. I thought he died during the first Yeah, that's episode. why I don't know what they had planned for. the. Maybe it was like a flashback. A flashback scene? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But yeah, he did die. And that's not a spoiler because there was a whole thing with Peloton. He was on the Peloton and had a heart attack. She came home and found him dead um, and was devastated. All right, Jake Paul. He is Sports Illustrated 2021 Breakout Boxer of the Year. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's actually disrespectful to the sport of boxing. <laughs> That's funny. But w- uh... what would we expect from the world that we live in now? Because <laughs> Sports Illustrated cares about clicks. They, yeah, they said he packed arenas in Ohio and Florida. He mm-hmm. has three wins, two by knockout, one by spectacular knockout. Mm-hmm. They said he's generated more pay-per-view buys this year than any non-heavyweight not named Canelo. He has uh, got his social media following on YouTube, Instagram, and on TikTok to create an army of boxing fans that never existed before. So they said that's why it's not for his potential, but for what he already is. And what's the, what is the what is the title again? What Breakout Boxer of the Year. All right, I guess. I guess, but he hasn't really see my 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 <laughs> only problem with Jake Paul is he has not fought a real boxer yet. When you get into the ring with a real boxer, then we'll know if he's a real boxer. He's knocked out ba- a basketball player and uh, MMA fighters, and it's like you have not gotten a ring with a real boxer yet. But I, I, I don't know. I guess it's boxing. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's about him bringing a new audience. I don't know. It's not boxing though. I want to see getting there with a real boxer. If you're a boxer, that's mm-hmm. all. I, any and it could be he's a Golden Glove. To. It could be an amateur. Like just getting there with a real boxer, somebody who you know actually does that. All right, and let's talk about Fat Joe. He has announced that he is uh, doing some burgers with White Castle. Here's what he said. Hey, yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Joe. In case you've been under a rock, I'm from the Bronx. The month of January is no longer January. It is called Joe Nuary. Thanks to White Castle, everything Joe is going to fly around here. We have the Sloppy Joe, the Smoky Joe. And of course, the spicy Joe. It takes some onion rings, clam strips, and sliders with them. <laughs> I'm here to destroy your New Year's resolution. Joe wow. Murray, White Castle, <laughs> everything Joe. Yeah, man. Uh, you well, want to destroy our Joe. New Year's resolutions already, Joe? I love it, Joe. Fat Joe hasn't been Fat Joe in a while. Go, Joey. Okay, but it sounds like he's going back to fat if he, <laughs> if he keeps up, if he keeps that up. All right. So you drop don't want to drop on the clues bombs with Joey Crack. 
You wouldn't do the spicy Joe sliders or the sloppy Joe sliders or the sloppy fries. To really make this evolution complete, you got to start calling yourself Joey Snacks, though. Can't be Joey Crack. He's no not calling himself Joey, Joey Snacks. Snacks. And I'm, I can imagine right. what that check was. But every like, Joe Snacks. Once every couple of months, I got to stop by White Cast. I don't know if y'all do. <laughs> nah. Everyone's the one that's right through the right through the Lincoln Tunnel, right on the right I do, side. I, I do like the. Uh, I stopped through there. And, I do like the frozen ones though in the grocery store. I nah, did have a bad White Castle incident once. I only ever had White Castle once in my life. Listen, White Castle <laughs> is, is one of them things like McDonald's. We know it slaps. All right, but we also know. <laughs> okay. Do they have plant-based burgers at, at White Castle they, yet? I actually think they do. They got poop-based burgers. <laughs> yeah, I think they see. do. I do the double cheese. I do the double cheese, ketchup only, no onions, and pickles. All right, well, that is your rumor report. <laughs> and every once in a while, I get the chicken rings. Y'all only like the chicken rings? All right, all right. I, t- I only ever been there once. And what happened? What was so bad about it? <sighs> Let's just say... For three days. <laughs> White Castle. White Castle. McDonald's is billions and billions, sir. White Castle is billions, billions, clogged, the toilets clogged. But maybe I would try their veggie slider. It's made of carrots, zucchini, peas, spinach, and broccoli. <laughs> Yo, stop it, man. Shout out to Joey Crack. Who are you giving your Joey doggy snacks. to, man? Shout Joey Snack. Joey Snack. All right. Who are you giving your doggy to, man? Uh, four after the hour is going to two people, man. Two individuals who... Uh, People take things too far. I'm all for people being passionate at their kids' games and stuff like that, but these people went too far. We'll discuss for after the hour. <laughs> yeah, all right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. It's time to wake up. Yeah. It's The Breakfast Club. It's going, going down. Angela Yee here, and my friends at The General Insurance give you quality car insurance for less. Check out their affordable rates and flexible payment options by calling 800-GENERAL or visiting thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Um, yeah, donkey of the day. For Thursday, January 6th, goes to two individuals who should never be allowed at high school basketball games ever again, simply because they don't know how to act. All right, those two individuals, the Tennessee State Representative Jeremy Faison. Faison, is it Faison, Eddie? Faison, okay, and Mark McLawlin, all right, who's 31 years old. He's from Seattle, Washington. Now, salute to all the basketball dads and basketball moms out there. Dropping the clues bombs for all the basketball dads, basketball moms. I love watching how active you are in your kids' lives. I love watching y'all turn up at games, but some of y'all go too far. All right, and these are two examples of folks who went too far. First, Mark McLaughlin, 31 years old. Uh, he pled guilty. Well, he pled not guilty to a pled. Let me say that again. He pled not guilty to a felony second-degree assault after he was accused last month of uh, storming the basketball court while his son was playing during a middle school game. All right. Uh, just for the record, I want y'all to know that Mark. Is six foot six and two hundred pounds, and uh, the referee he charged was seventy two years old. Oh my goodness! Let's go to KOMO news for the report, please. Now this parent is thirty one year old. No, not the wrong one. Go. McLaughlin. 
who was arraigned today on one count of second-degree assault, which is a felony. He pleaded not guilty. McLaughlin allegedly runs down from the stands during his son's basketball game and knocks down the 72-year-old referee at Kenmore <laughs> Middle School. McLaughlin was heard saying, no one touches my son as he rushed the court, causing the ref to fall face-first onto the floor. Now, this is the aftermath of the ref's injuries. Again, a broken nose, cheekbone, and two busted ribs. The referee told me he never touched McLaughlin's son and was simply there to help break up an argument between the kids on the court. Prosecutors say McLaughlin is clearly unable to keep his temper under control, you think? even in a room full of children and parents at a school basketball game. Mark is six foot six, 200 pounds, and pushed a 72-year-old referee from the back. All right? Okay? 72-year-old referee got a broken nose, two fractured ribs, and injuries to his face. Mark, Mark, my man, bro, bro, I'm simply asking one question, and I'm going to be asking this question all 2022. It's a question that Jadakiss asked in 2004, and that question is why? Why? All right, I'm with you, Wildin'. I'm with you, Wildin' over your kids, Mark. I'm with you. I'm wildin' over my kids, too. No one touches my daughter, but, sir, it's basketball. And he used to play basketball. Intentional fouls are part of the game, okay? How can you teach your child to remain calm and cool under pressure and not lose his head when you can't? All right, this isn't one of those don't do as I do, do as I say situations. You set a bad example, and you didn't even put hands on the right person. You don't push the referee down in a situation like that. All right, you find out who the kid's daddy is that fouled your kid, and you push him down. No, you don't. You don't push nobody down. What's wrong with you? You're right. You're right. Now, let's get to Tennessee lawmaker uh, representative Jeremy Faison. All right, he's 45 years old. Uh, he was watching his son play when he got upset with a call. Let's go to CBS 8 for the report, please. An East Tennessee representative was removed from a basketball game Tuesday night over at Providence Academy. Jeremy Fajan represents parts of Cock, Green, and Jefferson counties. When he was attending the basketball game, he got frustrated at an official and tried to pants the referee. He later tweeted out in a statement saying, I acted a fool and he hopes to make it right. He said in a statement as well that he intended to fight that official and wanted him to fight back. That never happened, and Jeremy Fajan was indeed removed from the basketball game. <sighs> Jeremy Fajan uh, stormed onto the court, argued with the ref, and grabbed the referee's pants leg and tried to pull the ref's pants off. <laughs> Jerry, Representative Jeremy Fajan, uh, he's been the House Republican Caucus Chair since 2019. He represents Tennessee's 11th District. Uh, they did talk about the statement a little bit in the news report, but I want to read you this statement in full. The statement is good. He released it on social media. Verbatim, he says, I acted the fool tonight and lost my temper on a ref. I was wanting him to fight me, totally lost my junk and got booted from the gym. I hope to find the ref and ask for his forgiveness. I was bad wrong. End quote. That's verbatim, by the way. Now, let me tell you what I think happened here. This is Lenard McKelvey talking, your Uncle Charlotte. But I believe Jeremy Faison didn't like the call. He rushed the ref. And in the midst of the argument with the ref, the ref invited Jeremy Faison to his private parts. I think the ref told Jeremy to suck my D, and Jeremy said, don't you threaten me with a good time. And he went to pulling the ref's pants down to oblige him in his request. That's what I think. All right, the moral of the story is some folks just go too far. I'm all for parents riding for their kids, but we can all agree both of them went too far, correct? Yes. Okay, well, let's play a game. Guess <laughs> what? what? Race it is! <laughs> all, right. all right, now we got Mark McLaughlin, mm -hmm. 31 years old. Didn't like that his child got intentionally fouled on the basketball court, mm -hmm. ran out there, pushed the referee down. 
from the back, referee was 72 years old. Referee broke his nose, fractured ribs, injuries to his face. Guess what race he is? White. Okay, okay. Why do you say that? Um... I think a lot more white people play the pull your pants down game. Than black no, that wasn't. That's that wasn't the pull your pants down guy. That was the guy who pushed the referee from the back. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, I still think white, white. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. Even though I've, I've I ran on the court one time. That's why I was gonna to say Dominican. Because it sounds like something you would do. <laughs> okay, but I wouldn't push the ref. I wouldn't okay. push a seventy-five year old. I don't know the first one. I don't know so, the first one. So Envy says white, <laughs> Angelique says Dominican. I'm going to be honest with you. Y'all might be, have to meet in the middle because he looks very miscellaneous in the face to me. I don't know what this man is. Eddie, what is Mark McLaughlin? He's white. white. Eddie says he's white. Okay. The only thing that made me think that was his last name. McLaughlin? It's like McLovin, kind of. Okay. Okay. Now let's do uh, Jeremy Faison. Representative Jeremy Faison. Uh, he represents Tennessee's 11th district. Um, he's been in the House Republican Caucus chair since 2019. White. <laughs> Hold on. He, he ran out on the court because he didn't like the call. I believe the ref told him to uh, suck my D. And so he went to pulling the ref's pants down to oblige him. Angela I said e, mine. Okay. <laughs> Angela e says white. Envy, what do you say? White. Okay. Again, white people play the pull your pants down game. I don't know too many brothers that do that. That's right. You tell a white man. Suck your D. He might do it. It might happen. <laughs> you better be very careful. I'm not generalizing all white men. I'm just telling you, don't threaten them with a good time, is all I'm saying. Okay? Envy, uh, Angelie, y'all both are correct. <laughs> <sighs> Let me ask you a question. So please, let's I didn't give, even need to know the story. Let's give Representative Jeremy Faison and Mark McLaughlin uh, the biggest hee haw. Let Remy Ma get in the biggest hee haw. Hee haw, hee haw, you stupid motherfucker, are you? Dumb. Now, if it wasn't in Tennessee and it was Atlanta, would you still think white? Mm-hmm. Who, me? Mm-hmm. Do, uh, yes. Yeah. Why? Republican yeah. chair. Yeah, Republican chair thing. Yeah, okay. 100%. All right. All right, 100%. well, thank you for that donkey of the day. And the way he, and the way his statement read. No, I did not. That's, exactly, that's, like that's that. how it's written. I acted the fool tonight and <laughs> lost my temper on the ref. I was wanting him to fight me. Totally lost my junk and got booted from the gym. I hoped to find the ref and ask for his forgiveness. I was bad wrong. That's how he, that's wrote, how it. he wrote it. I read it exactly, exactly how, how he wrote it. Yeah, all right. It's it's Googleable. <laughs> it's it's Googleable. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Angela right now. Call her now. 800-585-1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Tomorrow. Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Tanya. Hey, hey Tanya. Tanya. What's your question for hey, Ye? Uh, all right, Ye. So I pretty much have an issue with my baby daddy. I feel like. He suffers from real mental issues. Mm-hmm. So it kind of affects our kids. So he takes like mental breaks in between time um, away from the kids. And I feel like 
now that we have like a six-year-old and we have a six-year-old as well and I'm seeing how it's affecting them right um I don't know how to help him I also and I want to help him because I do love him we're not together because I understand that us being together is creating issues it's like a barrier mm-hmm. for him like he don't know how to handle me he don't know how to speak for me um has he been diagnosed with anything apparently he has when he was younger okay what is it I don't know he never told me, and, it, and for some reason, he's in denial now. You know, he, he's not trying to talk about it anymore. Right. He don't want that label. Okay. So he doesn't want to uh, seek help right now, but instead he just gives himself a mental break, which means not being consistent about seeing his children. Yes. And what about, what is his family saying? They're saying that he does suffer from an issue, but then it's another side of the family that's supporting him not doing nothing for the kids and supporting him seeing the kids because they know that if he's around the kids it's going to, I feel like it's because they know that if he's around the kids it's going to be an issue okay like yeah. it's consistent it's very inconsistent and on top of that when he's around it's like my kids just don't feel safe Ooh, and if safety is an issue then you know because I, I feel like what I'm hearing from all this is you love him, but you know y'all can't be together. He has some things that he needs to deal with, and it doesn't seem like he wants to voluntarily go in and try to see if he needs to get medication, if he needs therapy. Instead, he's trying to handle it himself when really he needs professional help. Right. Um, so I will say, because the kids are the priority, you need to make sure that they're taken care of. And when I say that, um, you see it's affecting them. Are they speaking to anyone? Um, I have my... This year role is therapy because I noticed how it's affecting his behavior, um, and I see how it's affecting him as well. Yeah, I feel like you're going to have to communicate with them on a constant basis, have them in therapy. I love how proactive you are in making sure that you've done that and that you've identified these issues already and explain, look, daddy has some things that he's dealing with. It doesn't have anything to do with you. And, you know, it is affecting him, but you just have to make sure you just ingrain that in your children so they know that it's not them and it's some help that their dad needs to get. And I love the fact that you're doing the therapy, you're doing what you can, giving as much love as you can. But I do feel like when, so when he does get the kids and you say they're concerned about safety and all of those things, is anybody, do you leave them with him alone? I mean, when I say safety, I'm talking about emotionally and mentally. Okay. So like, you know, like he obviously come from New York, so a lot of people are homophobes here. You know what I'm saying? So, I hear it'll be like little things that my son does because my son is around me all of the time that he'll probably feel like, oh, that's girly. I'm mother Texas that lets my son do what he wants because I feel like, not do what he wants, but you know, be open, be free. If that's who you are, that's who you are, accept it. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like it's mentally and emotionally draining that my son can be himself around his father. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, what if you suggest to him, look, I want to make sure that we can take care of our kids together better. How about we both go and figure out what we can do to make sure that we're the best parents we can be? You think he would do that? I did that. Okay. And he'll be with it for a little bit, and then he'll he'll, he'll stop going to therapy. He don't want to do anything else. Like He'll just go missing because he feels like he can't deal with me. I guess because he feels like I'm a little bit smarter than him I don't know I don't know Mm -hmm. I'm more intellect right I mean the best thing is if you guys can pursue help 
as a family together. But if he's not willing to do that, all you can do is what you can control. And all you can control is how you raise your kids and how you get them the help that they need so that they can understand this is not a this is not because of us. This is because of something that our father is doing that he can't even perhaps help himself with until he's ready to do that. So just keep them as safe as you can, as healthy, as protected as you can, which you have been doing. And just, uh, you know, I don't know what, what more you can do because if he's not willing to seek the help that he needs, all you can do is help your, help your kids and support them. I agree. And uh, also my health, my mental health as well. Like, yeah, take care of yourself because right now you're the backbone. And, you know, even if his family can be helpful in any way and you can keep those lines of communication open so it's a whole system of support and so that they can make sure that, uh, you know, they're supportive of, of what you have to go through also, I think that's a benefit too. Hey, how many of y'all in your house, Queen? It's me and my three kids. I'm going to send y'all a copy of The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health by Dr. Rita Walker. It's a, it's a great read. I recommend it to, to everybody. I'm going to send a copy for you and all your um your kids, okay? You say you and three, right? Yes. Done, yes. done. I'm going to put you on hold, and Eddie going to get your uh, address. We're going to mail them out. Thank you so much. All right. Hold on, okay? Okay. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time. Well, we're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Maisha. Hey, Maisha. What's your question for Yeezy? Okay, so my question is, how do you emotionally detach from somebody you don't go with, but y'all be with each other every single day? But y'all don't go together. Well, why are you with them every day? We're supposed to be being friends. So you're friends with your ex? Yes. Well, how are you planning to get over it if you're with him every day? That's what I want to know. I can't. And then they be looking at me crazy when I feel some type of way about everything. Well, I'm confused. So why aren't you with him if that's who you're attached to and want to be with? It just don't work out. We argue every day. So this sounds like uh, you're stuck in something because it's what you're used to, even though it's not a healthy relationship. Yes. So why don't you stop being around him? Because we're supposed to be co-parenting with the baby. You can co-parent and not be around each other every day. You can have your child when you have the child, your child, and he can have the child when he does. You know, it's not like that because it's a girl and she, she just loves my baby. I don't know what to do. Okay. Oh, wait. So your ex is a woman. Yes. Okay, so is your child together? No, it's okay. my child with my baby father. Okay, so do y'all live together? No. Why did you pause like that? Because we don't, we used to. Okay, but, so you don't live together, but she's just over there every day? Yes. Uh, you think it's healthy for you to be with some around somebody every day and have them around your child if you're not with them? And don't want to be with them and are arguing all the time and your child has to see that? Well, we don't argue in front of her, but we do argue, but... It's like, I don't know. I just don't know how to separate the two. You know, I feel like everything I tell you, you're trying to justify why you can't be away from this person. It feels like you don't want to be. It's like I do, but I don't. I'm confused. It's so confusing, but I don't We. I don't want to be with her. But I want to be her friend, but it's hard to separate the two. I feel like this. There's times that I could really like a person as a person, but know they're not the person for me. 
And knowing that, I want them to move on because I care about them enough that I want them to find happiness one day. And I want me to find happiness one day. And I've been in that situation where what I did was I had to completely cut it off cold turkey. And then a couple of years later, we ended up being cool again, you know, on some cordial stuff. But never, ever being around each other like that. Because truthfully, it's too hard to separate the emotions with somebody that you still care about. You're not sure if you want to be with them. And if you spend some time apart, maybe things will change and you guys will get back together in a stronger way. But right now, it feels like you guys are stuck in a rut and in a cycle that's not changing and not getting better. And so in order for you to perhaps move on or figure out what it is that you want to do, you might need to take some time. Okay, I'll do it. Because, you know, you can always change your mind. You can always change your mind. You're right. Mm -hmm. Or you could always find something better. That's true, too. You know, so I think if you want to do what's best for you and you know that this person is not what's best for you, then you have to live by that. You can't just say something and do the opposite. You're right. I'm going to take your advice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Ask ye 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way now? Yes, and we are going to talk about Megan Good. She was on The Real, so you can find out what she had to say about this last year as we found out that she was getting divorced. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Antonio Brown. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Oh. On the Breakfast Club. Well, Antonio Brown released a statement letting people know what was really going on when he left the field uh, with the Bucks. Now he said, I know we were losing to the Jets, and that was frustrating for all of us, but I could not make football plays on that ankle. Yes, I walked off the field, but there's a major difference between launching from the line and taking hits compared to jogging off the field with a rush of emotions going through your mind. I am reflecting on my reaction, but there was a trigger. And he goes on to talk about an MRI that he had that showed that he had a really bad ankle injury and could not play and was in pain and could not walk on that. He said, you can see the bone bulging from the outside, but that must and can be repaired. The MRI has been read by two top orthopedic surgeons in New York City. And he said he already had scheduled a surgery. The Bucks ordered me under penalty of discipline and with a few hours notice to show up to a more junior doctor for another opinion. What a joke. Then he went on and released uh, some messages between him and Bruce Arlins, the head coach. Now, Bruce Arlen said, this is B.A. Make sure you're ready to go tomorrow. We are not resting for the playoffs. Call me. And he responded, I'm all in, coach. Really can't get to the full speed. I want to win. Be there. If I wake up tomorrow, I feel better. I'll be ready. Kind of rolled it outside on two-point play. I want what's best for the team. Let me know when you're free. I'll call you. And he sent a picture of his ankle being worked on. And then the coach said, come see me in the morning. We'll talk it out. Definitely want you with us in case you're ready. Yeah, I mean, when I saw him leave the game, you know, on, on Sunday, all I thought to myself was, you know, he wasn't happy with something. He made a choice. That don't make someone, you know, crazy or nuts or whatever people was trying to say. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm always encouraging folks to invest in their mental wealth. So if the brother needs help in that department, go get it. But that didn't look like a person having a mental meltdown to me. He just looked like he was fed up with whatever it was. And now we know what the whatever was. Right. So there you have it. So there were rumors that he did have an ankle injury. Then they said that wasn't true. But apparently he had a really, really bad injury. And he said they forced him to play injured and then tried to cover it up. Didn't he release text messages from the coach too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. 
Are you listening? <laughs> yeah. Not really. Yeah, I just read I, the text tell. messages. Mm-hmm. All right, Megan Good was on The Real, and she reflected on personal transitions amidst her divorce from Devon Franklin. Here is what she had to say about getting through it. Leading up to 40 and coming out of the pandemic, it was like, okay, I'm going to take a beat for myself. I stopped drinking back in April. So really? I didn't drink for April, May, June, July, wow. August. Ooh, and girl. Some, yeah, end of August, I think it was, yeah. Yes. I was like, let me just take a beat because Good. I wanted to just really focus on therapy and dive into some things that um, that I experienced in the past I haven't spoken about publicly yet. All right, girl. Well, you know, take your time. Do what you need to do for yourself. And then speaking of divorce, Scotty and Larsa Pippen have finalized a divorce after three years. It's been some time. Yeah, that seemed like it was a long time. I know. I didn't know they were still married, but it has finally been finalized after years of back and forth. So it was finalized December 15th. All issues were resolved amicably, and they're now focused on co-parenting their remaining minor children. All right, Kanye West and Billie Eilish are reportedly going to headline uh, Coachella for 2022 now that Travis Scott is no longer a headliner. That is who is reportedly going to be uh, filling in. And that's all because of Travis Scott's exit. All right, young boy Never Broke Again has shared a new song and video for Fish Scale. Here is that song. All right, he also said that he does have a new mixtape that's coming out in less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne Johnson has three films in Netflix's top 10. So those three movies, Red Notice and Hobbs and Shaw, which is the Fast and Furious spinoff, which he said has the highest audience score of all time for any Fast and Furious movie. And 2012's Journey to the Mysterious Island. Here's what he had to say. Just had to pause my workout for a second because, man, I just got some news that I have to share with you guys because it's because of you that any of this is even possible. I just got a call from Netflix. And they told me that I may have achieved something uh, that is very rare and possibly something that no one else has ever achieved before in Hollywood. This is crazy. Uh, The top 10 movies in the world on Netflix, three of those movies belong to me. I'm a lucky son of a bitch. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) I wonder how often The Rock says that. (laughs) Every day. I'm sure a lot. No, I'm talking about him him saying I have to pause my workout. Because every time he does a video, he's in the damn gym. Like The Rock's muscles got muscles. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. So, All when right. does he have time to shoot movies? Because <laughs> he's always Who's in the, the gym. gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in 800 585 1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up. Wake up. You're checking out the Breakfast Club. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here. It's all fun and games, so someone screenshots your message. Say goodbye to morning after guilt with that chat. This new encrypted social platform can help you stay truly private. No screenshots, recordings, or leaked messages. Get that chat for iPhone and Android at the App Store or find it at datchat.com forward slash envy. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, again, um, shout out to uh, Selling Tampa, the ladies of Selling Tampa. Uh, yesterday, I, I, I know I was trending for something that people thought and assumed, and people just want to cancel you and attack you, and they don't even know what they're talking about. Uh, but what I said yesterday is uh, I watch all the real estate shows that come on Netflix, whether it's own. I know there's uh, Sell Atlanta is coming out Friday. I'm, I'm looking forking forward to that. I just love real estate. I love looking at homes. I love 
uh, seeing the profits that people make. I'm into real estate. So I was watching uh, uh, Sell It Tampa, whatever the name of it is. And um, the same person that does that does, does Sell It Sunset. And Sell It Sunset is white people, they, a, a white brokerage. And it looks a lot better. They talk about a lot of the things that they do. They sell homes on there, and I don't feel like producers did the same for Sell It Tampa, which is is, is a black, is an African-American firm, it, all female black firm, which I think is dope. And they sell a lot of properties. They do a lot of business in Tampa. I love Tampa. Shout out to 7th and Grove. But I just feel like the producers didn't show those women in the same light that they showed the other women on the white show. And I was upset about that. And people were like, you're attacking him? No, I'm not attacking him. I just don't like that. Show, show my sisters the same way as you show the white women. That's all I'm asking. People really got mad at you for that? Yeah. Well, I think, I think because yeah. if you read it, it's like, you know, they got a little defensive because they're on the show and it, you said it was embarrassing. So they probably took that word and took that to heart when really it was for the producers, the editing or whatever it is that they do, you didn't like that yeah. part of it. But so. I, I explained it several times, but it was what it was. I see Shade Room even, they uh, changed their caption to me saying what it was, but... And I think everybody got it, but it, it is. But I mean, we just need to make sure when producers do our shows, they put us on the same light as they put. Or we need else. to produce our own shows. We and need to go with thing. producers that really care about us and look like us. Yeah, you're right. You're even, right. It, it, but you know what? Though we're saying that, but the truth to the matter is, even when we do produce our own shows, we we people want to do what 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 they feel like sells. They want to do what what what's called garner attention. I think the consumer, you know, should demand better. If consumers watch the, those those shows with us. You know what I mean? The same way they watch those shows with others without the drama. And we can't, let's not act like there's not drama on them white shows too. There is. Yeah, Especially yeah, reality. Yeah, reality TV is just a drama driven business. I saw people that's, talking about the drama because I've never seen Selling Sunset. <clears throat> yes. There's drama so, on every show. Absolutely. But, reality but, TV but is a drama driven business. Drama as much as they did on Selling Tampa. Now, and, I, I agree with you on that. Just hope for, I've never watched that franchise, but if the show is about selling houses, I want to see them selling houses. Right. right. There's no reason to have. Drama. Just like they would say on Black Ink, <laughs> we want to see them doing tattoos. Right. <laughs> but, the, but the thing was with, with the sisters is, is what, what bothered me is they have two shows on air. They have, you know, a white show that, you know, I'm sure that they do for white people and they do shows for us. But it's not the same show. It's like they, I, I'm watching a show and, and one of the sisters didn't know much about the house. She didn't do her homework. Right. Which happens. It happens in every business. But why did they play her like that? Why did they put it on TV like that? Then they calling each other bitches in an argument. I'm like. It's just certain things that I felt like they were they were sliding more for the drama and less for the actual show of Which showing sad. selling real estate. Especially and these sisters are out there selling real estate. That's what upset me. Now that's I saw sad. the first two episodes, so that's all I've seen so far. And there were some interesting things in there. I did see, you know, it starts off with them in a nice, beautiful, big house. I didn't know Tampa that well, so I did see. And they are focused on luxury real estate, so they said they sell normal homes, but because because the show is focused on luxury. That's what they show more. And they're trying to break into a market that normally they wouldn't be in. It's an all-black women's brokerage in Tampa selling luxury real estate. So that's already a lot of things against you. Maybe so I get it. We would like a better portrayal. But it's like one of those things. If you look at the show and you see uh, one of the women on the show and she's trying to sell a home and the guy says how many bedrooms, she doesn't know. And then she says, well, well how much the taxes? She doesn't know. Then the guy says, well, you have a dock in the back. What size boat can I fit? She doesn't know. I didn't see that particular yeah, I'm, I'm, way. Yes, so. I think episode four. So now if, if you display that for your firm and the TV puts that out there, if I'm selling my crib, would I want to go through them to sell my crib? Because I feel like they're not prepared. But yeah. me knowing and seeing them, sisters, they are prepared. They do a well. They do good business. So why did why did I feel like why the producers put that part out there? Yeah, Maybe it's a network too, though. Because I mean, like you you Netflix. know when, 
Okay, exactly. So when you watch something like HGTV, right? Mm -hmm. Like House Hunters, you can watch House Hunters all day. Ain't no drama on House Hunters. Right. They're just showing you dope houses. They're showing you how much the houses cost. They just, you're just watching a show. Maybe it's the network. Maybe it's because they know your attention. If you're watching Netflix, you're going to want some drama. But you're going like to want some nonsense. Listing, million dollar listing. They sell million dollar properties. listing, but yeah. there's drama in it, but they sell. It's about selling properties. South, like South they, they definitely sell a house in every episode of Million Dollar Listing. A couple Listing. houses. Yeah, they sell houses, houses in every episode. But, even with, but with, I was thinking about even for a show on a home, sometimes if the whole brokerage is able to sell homes and people uh, get their, you know, they get their fee also, sometimes you might ask someone, I didn't see the episode, so I don't know, to show a home for you because you're not available to do it. And they might, I don't know. that, But you're right. You should definitely know all the information. The, Any the mor questions. The moral of the story is you just don't like the depiction yeah. of the sisters okay. versus the white people. Absolutely. Simple as but that. But I watched Absolutely. it because they were black. So, you know, that's what made me even watch it because it kept showing up on my Netflix. You know, it would, it would show up on the homepage of my Netflix. And I ain't gonna lie. This is this is the biggest press that that, that that show has got. And I love the fact that we can talk about a show and hopefully people get to watch it. And hopefully they come up here and talk about it. I, like I said, I, I met a couple of those sisters when I was in Tampa. I love Tampa. But I just want I just want them to depict our sisters the same way as they depict the, the white women. Mm -hmm. That's all. And I saw they sold the house to the founder of Mayel, and I used those hair products, so that was dope. Okay. Is it the big? Is it the biggest press though? Hmm. That's the biggest press they got. Yeah. Did you didn't hear about the show? Most people didn't even hear about the show. I, I mean, I, I, it shows I, up I, on my Netflix on the homepage. Every I mean, time. I knew I I heard about it. Because, well, <laughs> I mean, I, one of the women had a baby from Chad Johnson, so you know, See? I saw that. That's okay, when I saw the name. Okay. So. I mean, I just saw it. I just okay, saw they say the selling. Team. It said selling Tampa Star had a baby with. <laughs> yeah. oh, and she owns the brokerage. <laughs> See? And I just knew. I, I just knew. What's her and name? That, What's the sister name? Sharina. Nah, it ain't Sharina. It's just Sherelle. 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 It's Sherelle. Sherelle. Shout out to Sherelle. She said she wants to come up here. So okay, I, I let's have it. I gave her the producer's information so we can set that up. All right. Well, when we come back, positive notice, The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, you guys have a great day today. Wear your mask. And Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yeah. First, I want to salute uh, Ingrid Newkirk, uh, president of PETA. Uh, salute to Ingrid. Thank you, Ingrid. I, I received the gift. Uh, that you sent, what I, re you I received your note. She sent me a leather wallet. Really? Ironically, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the wallet's made of leather or not, but it's a it's a wallet from a uh, Wu Tang. I, I I think RZA has a line of wallets or something, and uh, she sent them to me. So she so, sent you a leather wallet. So, thank you, Ingrid. No, it's not a leather wallet. I don't it? know if it's I don't know if it's leather, but it's definitely a wallet. But thank you, Ingrid. Uh, I appreciate the gift and I, I appreciate your note. And you know, I love the Peter Peter people, and I think y'all are hilarious. And you know. I'll stop. I'll stop giving y'all such a hard time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a lie. But <laughs> leave, leave it to the positive. Leave it to the positive note. The positive note is simply this, man. Stop giving energy to the things you don't want. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done? 